This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. This meeting been... is being recorded. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we've been pandering to wokeness since 2018, at least according to a survey we've done anyway. Uh, it's the warm-up episode 103. It's Brady and Tom. We're previewing the Coventry game, and we're joined by Dan Brackett's Posiporit, I've got on my notes. Uh, Tom, how you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not. Not bad, Brady. Can I try something else out as well? This will not... Let's see what happens if anyone can understand what I'm doing. Oh, jumping the gun a bit there. Yeah, I know, but let's. we'll just leave it and you can come back to it later. Poz is going to look well confused here. <laughs> he has no... <laughs> it's, the, it's the first time we've got him on here. And we're doing, yeah. we've just freaked him out before we've recorded. <laughs> um, if I know we're dancing, I'd have done some practicing, you know. We've well, um, got a routine together. Good man. Um, Pause <laughs> welcome to the warmth anyway. I was shocked to learn this was your first appearance. How, how are you doing? Yeah, it is, mate. My, uh, my uh, debut, drafted in back end of the season to try and uh, fight off the relegation. But uh, yeah, mate, I'm good. I'm good. How are you boys? All right. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, Would bad. you consider yourself the the Warnock of the pod then? You know, a, a wise old head coming in to fix everything. Yeah, apart from Cosy, I'm probably the oldest that gets involved. So, yeah. <laughs> well, if you want it to feel like the main pod, I can get Tom to pretend he's watching La Liga like halfway through it. So. I've got uh, Spurs Chef United on in the background. I'll just I'll go lay on my bed and watch that. Just keep watching that, Tom. Yeah, just ignore everything we say. <laughs> <laughs> oh jokes anyway um we've got a game to preview it's the home game against coventry city uh this saturday so the sky blues are 10th in the table they're on 49 points 18 points in 12 places ahead of huddersfield um they're in really good form as well lads in the last seven games they've won four and they're unbeaten in five um however little crumb of comfort here they've lost four of their last six away matches um, Tom, I'll come to you. Um, the lads talked about it on the main pod on Sunday, but two really big home games coming up. How are you feeling ahead of this one? Yeah, massive. I think 
Um, we touched on it, didn't we, with that, that kind of run of games we've had and when we've done the previews for them, we've said how big they are. Um, and I, I mean, annoyingly, these two teams have now come into a bit of form that we've got at home coming up. Um, but I think we've got, to, we've got to be getting six points from this these two games. Um, and starting with Coventry. I mean, that's quite a nice start to hear that, though, Brady. Um, I mean, they're in form, but I don't... I don't it's not going to be like Burnley, is it? So I'm I'm quietly confident at home. Good man. Poz, are you sharing that confidence? You know, um, I know they're in good form, but we saw in Warnock's first game in charge how, how big the atmosphere was and how we, you know, we're, we're down 1-0 and turned a result around and got a win. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one because it's obviously when Warnock came in, we had the, the great result against Birmingham and Euphoria. I think carried the team through that match and then in some respects well in a lot of respects it was a shame that we had a team such as Burnley to play next because it kind of brought it back to reality I think if we'd have played someone even up there but not as good as Burnley and, and put in an half decent performance and maybe you know lost the game but not in the manner in which we lost the Burnley game you, you, you come into Coventry and Bristol yeah, right, we've lost, but we've, you know, maybe put up a good fight and, and shown a bit of spirit and stuff. I think the the Burnley result and the performance, really, I know we, we'd spoke about it on the main pod. Um, I'm sure you've both listened to that one. Um, yeah, we, we, we kind of discussed the, uh, <laughs> discussed the performance more than the result. It was very lacklustre and it, it kind of took the wind right out of the sails and then kind of put doubt back in your mind um, in regards to the, the ability of the squad. Um Coventry on Saturday, you mentioned their their form. Um, I think the, the the form is obviously good. However, I always think it's good to play a team, or can be good to play a team where they've maybe gone the six or seven and and got that good form in the bank because it, law of averages dictate that they'll have to lose at some point. And if you play someone that's sort of one three on the bounce or you know that sort of form. You're kind of struggling a little bit, I think. But once they've gone maybe five, six, seven without a defeat, the nature of the championship kind of almost they're going to lose at some point. Mm. And hopefully, if we can get at them, um, they're not great away, like you say, Brady. Um, just looking at the last five, lost three, won one, drawn one. So away from home, they, they do seem to struggle. And I think if the, the crowd go into Saturday with the same sort of mentality as they did the Birmingham match, that, that'll be a, a key thing. Um, I think. If we concede early, although we did against Birmingham right back, I do think that the doubt will definitely start to creep in and people will start getting nervy and you know start looking at results elsewhere. And if they start to go in against us as well, this Saturday could be one of those kind of really big turning points of the season where we might be walking out on Saturday thinking it's kind of all but over. Yeah, that's a really good point, Paul. I mean, Tom, if, if Town don't get a win here, do you think it's... You know, it's bad news and, you know, that's kind of not the final nail in the coffin because there's still a few games to go. But, um, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I think, like you said, the kind of bad vibe will, will come back, surely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not over till it's over, is it, Brady? But, um, Correct. I, I think uh, I do. I did this. I, this is up. I, I think, weirdly, I'm so I'm optimistic but I'm always clinging to it. And I remember the season in the Prem, I was like, do you know what? There's still, <laughs> we won six games in a row. 
But I think the positive here, I think if we win five games, that's that's what I'm looking at. We win five games, we should stay up just about potentially. We give ourselves a chance. So it's not the end of the world if we lose this. But when you look at the kind of teams that we've got to play, on paper, this is one that you should be targeting. Yeah, definitely. And I think the thing is as well, like particularly when you've got a tough run in, which Town have, um, you look at these games as like must win, but I think Tom Lee's made the really good point that like you look at these games like you've got to win against your home games, but you know, no one's expecting anything from Norwich. But the pressure at the other end of the table, like trying to get results yeah. and get into the playoffs, it can actually work in your favour. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, but Tom, you'll know a lot better about Coventry than I will because you've you've been down there, down there technically. No, I suppose well you're 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 up north this time, aren't you? So you did yeah, go down there. I went I went close to it, I guess, kind of, on the train. And Tom threw something through the window to me. Um, it was Tom, I caught it with Tom Ward <laughs> from, uh, what is it, Sky Blues podcast, I think. You Sky might have Blues to edit Extra. that. <laughs> Sky Blues <laughs> Extra. But yeah, I caught it with Tom, good lad. Uh, he, he told us all about Coventry so far. And actually, we only spoke to him a few weeks ago anyway. We've lost... To a pub side. We've literally lost to a pub side. Hi, mate. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. So, how's your season going? Yeah, it doesn't seem five minutes at all since uh, since we were last chatting. Um, but yeah, as I said in the last one, really, um, it's been a bit of a patchy season, really, for the Sky Blues. Um, we had a bit of a um, we had a bit of a poor start to the season, obviously, with our, our pitch issues, but then. Had a really, really good run before the before the World Cup break. Um, then went on a bit of a poor run again. Um, I think it was something like one win in eight. And actually managed to break that against Huddersfield at home. Um, the game we were chatting about before. Um, and then have been on a decent run since then, really. Um, so I'm beating in five, uh, won three of those games. So so looking decent in that respect. But our big problem now is, is injuries. Um, it's been very, very frustrating uh, season for injuries. Few key players... Like Callum O'Hare, um, now Casey Palmer as well. Ben Sheehy's been out for a few weeks. And then last night at Preston, um, Jamie Allen went off as well at half-time. So our midfield is is depleted, um, really, really struggling for numbers. And they're all, all injured at the, at the same time, which is very frustrating. Um, so we're really lacking in that area. Um, so, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a bit of a patchy one, really. And now we sit kind of four points off the playoffs in 10th position, which... You know, you'd say looks pretty good, but there's just that kind of feeling around that we haven't really got the strength and depth to kind of kick on, really. And there's quite a few teams above us who, you know, I think will probably have quite strong ends to the season. So, um, all in all, you know, we're not in a bad position, but um, uh, yeah, I think injuries are, are a little bit of our our downfall um, this season for sure. Who's a standout player for you so far? I think the obvious one who I who I mentioned last time was Victor Jokeres. Um since we last spoke, he's added a few more goals to his uh, to his tally. Um, I think he's on 15 for the season now. Might actually be 16. Um, so he's having a really, really good season, and, and we expect him to do that. Obviously, strong, powerful centre forward. Um, you know, runs, twists, and turns at defenders, and um, and makes them panic. And he's added a lot of goals this season. Um, but I, the one I would probably mention, I think, just for the recent games since we played you, is is Gustavo Hamer. Um, he's been really running the show in the last few games. Um, really technically gifted player, really dictates the play, carries the ball so well, real box-to-box type of player. 
Um, I think the frustration, as, as I've alluded to, is that he'll be pretty much running the show on his own on Saturday. Um, we've only got kind of a couple of uh, fit fit first-team midfielders. Um, but, yeah, he's one to definitely look out for. Um, you know, he's a really, really good player. Does a lot of work defensively, but he can also pop up with a goal. Obviously, he's, he scored against Huddersfield as well. I'm sure everyone will remember that goal. Um, absolute worldie. I think it was got a championship goal of the month, in fact. Um, so, so yeah, he's he's banging form. He's definitely one to watch out for on uh, on Saturday. And what's your score prediction against Town? As I say, with most score predictions, um, it's a really tough one to predict. Um, I think if you'd asked me probably a couple of weeks ago, I'd have had this down as a as a win for the Sky Blues. Um, just looking at the league positions, looking at the form, things like that. But I think slightly changed now by a couple of factors obviously uh the warnock factor is is definitely one um you know, i think he'll i think he'll de- he's definitely got you guys um playing or, or playing in a slightly different way and i think the players will be really up for the fight and relish games like like coventry on saturday um so i don't think it'll be easy at all um i think also added to the fact that We've got a load of injuries at the moment, and our our midfield is is very very threadbare. We've, as I said, probably only got a couple of of recognisable um, starters in midfield, first team starters available in midfield. So that's going to add to it as well. And um, one thing I would say though is we are very strong at the back. Um, we we don't concede too many. We haven't done recently. Um, very tight at the back. You know, went to Preston last night. They didn't really carve. I mean, they did carve out a couple of chances, but we looked pretty solid overall. Um, we dealt with Sunderland pretty well the week before as well. So um, I think at the back will be all right. Uh, I think what that will lead to is probably probably a draw, um, if I'm being honest. Um, so I'll go with a 1-1 draw on Saturday. Thank you. Bye. And there you go. It was pretty much, we might as almost put the same thing in, Brady, I think. Yeah, good point, good point. Um I don't know if it's it's me and you, Tom, but I think we're fluffing our lines because Paul's is here. You know, we're trying to. Yeah, I'm nervous. It's one of the big dogs. Not be nervous. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right because we're going to get our revenge now because it's time for the mailbag. You've got mail. Okay. um, First question. Love this from John. Uh, John Angood here, because um, I tweeted about how we're having two gingers on the pod. Didn't get any questions until I had a moan about us not getting questions. So <laughs> John came through with the goods here. Greatest player with ginger hair to play for town. Um, it's, a, it's a tricky one. There's actually quite a few in there. So I I made a list of three. Um, I think in terms of like who could go on, but I'd be keen to, to get your thoughts. Um, Tom, I'm going to put you on the spot. Because uh, we'll be kind to Pozzo being with him being the guest. Greatest ginger town I've ever had. Well, just he's asking greatest Ooh. player, but you can just name good players. I'll, I mean, you. well, you you and Roberts then. Yeah. It's because you look like him a bit as well, Brady, didn't you? When he now yeah. now he's now he wears glasses and everything. It's funny that. Um, Oh, I'm I'm blanking here with town gingers. I mean, Lewis O'Brien, he's yeah. ginger. He is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw some out there because I am. I'm, I'm maybe it's because I'm not ginger myself. Um, oh, maybe you. The non-ginger don't pick up on it as much as the bread. Yeah, disgraceful in it, Paul. It is, mate. Yeah, I think I think who have you got? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you and Roberts, and obviously Rocket Ron, you know, back in the managerial uh, setup as well. He, he were he were class back in the day, and uh, typical fiery ginger as well, which uh, which is always always good. And then obviously, yeah, O'Brien. Um, I think we're pushing it with Ollie Turton. I know the old song Ginger Cafe, but looking at him, is is he might have a ginger beard, which a lot of people tend to have, but he's, I don't think he's a he's a true ginger for me. It's um, not the club. Yeah, I think I think overall, my, in in sort of my my lifetime, would uh, would have been Rocket Ron. To be fair, nice. That was the I have four. That I had. Oh, go on. John Worthington. He was John ginger. Yeah, yeah, old worthy. Yeah. Oh, he'll give me some grief. I, I see John quite a lot because he's uh, involved at Gummersall and Clackheaton, where I coach at. So if he sees me next time, I've not mentioned him. He wouldn't have been right happy. I'm sure he'll listen. <laughs> I'm sure he'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> to give you beef that's what we want that's what this podcast is for um it's all it's all going too smoothly after we had justin page on and it's on um, yeah any, exactly. any anything you want to add on that about the kicking off well we've that i just i mean look it gets gets the gets the listens up doesn't it so <laughs> sometimes you gotta throw it out there justin was really good uh it was really good to have justin off on there and it was nice for him to be able to defend his podcast, basically. <laughs> Do you know what? Just well, I, that, I think people get a little bit too precious about things sometimes, and I, I, I didn't hear the episode from from a second tier podcast because it's it's not one that I listen to, to be honest. But you know, you read the replies on Twitter, and it's like when something happens and fake outrage occurs, and people who have never listened before get involved and. You know, I saw people slagging that podcast off who spent all season slagging town off in exactly yeah. the same way. I know it's easy to do when it's your own club because, you know, you feel more comfortable doing it and all that. But, you know, come on. It's yeah. like talk sport, isn't it? Sometimes they're just controversial to for controversial sake. But, you know, they've been good to us in the past. And to be fair, what from what from when I did listen back from what they said, it would spot on. It were, it were right. You know, they, were, they weren't all that nobody else would disagree with too much of support town but i just think it all got a little bit silly and all a little bit a little bit fake outrage for me no it didn't pause you're a fraud and you're crap yeah i agree with you it was quite funny because um i don't know we have been terrible all season um not that me and tom have talked about it and and you mate every every game for the past exactly yeah games um <laughs> Well, let's let's change the positivity because we got a question from Marcus Burley. He said, "Do you think there is a player that's going to come up with a big moment from now until the end of the season?" I think if I just purely, probably because he's stuck in my head um, and he won the Player of the Month for February. I, I've been really impressed with Joe Hungbo. I think he looks like mm. he's got something about him. Um, I'm also getting on my winger high horse because I don't want to be that guy. But I remember chatting to Matt when we had Chris Willock. And I was like, we should sign him on a permanent. And Matt was like, no, he's not good. Well, to do an Alan Partridge, who's like, who had the last laugh? This guy. So, uh, yeah, hung both for me, I think, could come up with a big moment. But, um, Paz, what about you? Is there any players that catch your eye? Because you, you think about it, obviously, like Warnock's got quite a few to pick from now. Yeah, uh, I saw that question coming, actually. So it's one that I have, I have kind of had a little think about before I came on, so I'm not fully winging it, lads. Um, Good man. I, I think, um, think Radoni, I don't know why, I'd, he was the first sort of name that popped into my head, Jack Radoni. He seems to be, 
he's coming for a little bit of criticism lately, you know, myself included. I think he he came in as, you know, as a young lad, probably not really expected to maybe even play as much as what he has done. Mm. Almost kind of going to be like a backup to Salva Thomas. It was obviously now moved on and people are instantly comparing him to to Thomas, um, myself included. And, you know, he's just not quite made the grade as yet. I don't think he's got that, you know, championship experience just yet. He's a little bit naive at times, but there is a player in there. And I don't know, someone like that who's kind of had a, you know, an average season, so we say. People have been kind of getting at him and then, you know, he, he suddenly does something incredible over the course of three or four games and, and pulls us out with a mire. So, yeah, I think if I, I won't hang my hat on it, but I, I'd like that to happen as well because I've met Jack and, you know, he's a, he's a good lad. He's, he's a really young, enthusiastic footballer and, you know, he has obviously got a talent. It just needs whoever comes in after Warnock to, to try and get the best out of him and, and maybe bulk him up a little bit and, and give him that more experience at this level after this season. And I think there is a player there. So it'd be... It would be nice for for Rodoni to you know maybe smash one in from twenty five yards against Sheffield United at that you know back end of the season to to maybe see us safe or something like that. So I'm going to go with with Rodoni for that one. I think. Nice. I mean, that's well that's well liked on this pod because if you listen to our score predictions, uh, if me and Tom got them all right, Jack Rodoni would have about fifty goals this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what about you, Tom? Who, who do you think could have a big moment? Um, it's a, it's, a, it's a really good question, isn't it? I'd like maybe like one of the senior pros who maybe have been underperforming a bit to kind of have a bit of redemption for such a terrible season almost, you know what I mean? Like maybe Tom Lee's pop up with an important goal or just a really good performance. Um, I'd like to see Knockout do something as well. Like, I mean... I can't remember who touched on it. It was on the main pod, kind of making the point that we've we've brought in these players, and if they all have their little um, spells, then um, you've done your job. And at the moment, I guess they are. We haven't had that yet, but so um, it'd be good for them to just yeah do something. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, actually, you've come into my head since you're talking then about Warnock. Based on who he's hyping up so much, Danny Ward. We saw Danny Ward can have a you know a bit of a streak last season, mm-hmm. and I also wouldn't rule out Dwayne Holmes because Dwayne is that type of player, and he's like it gets that you know four and yeah. six or whatever, and then goes quiet. So don't know. Um, I suppose the, the the answer we'd all like is just anyone, anyone yeah. who's gone a bit of a run. <laughs> Get Ronnie Jepson on top corners. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Tom, I'm going to direct this one at you because Cam Fry asked this. And I know you love your um, calculations for the season. He says, uh, Cam says, will 50 points be enough to avoid relegation this season? Um, yeah. You've done the calculations. Talk us through it, Tom. <laughs> I Pause, I saw you put it in. Oh, our WhatsApp group the other day, that, that championship. <laughs> really, it's nice internal thing. communication yeah. channel. <laughs> 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 that um, championship predictor thing, I can spend hours doing that, mate, sometimes. When I'm like, when I used to be in an office, now now, now I actually have to like, now actually my money, <laughs> money is time being a freelancer. But when I was in an office, it was like, yeah, I'll just pretend I'm uh, doing a report. But I was just like, <laughs> putting scores into this predictor league. 
Um, but I think if we get 46, 45, 46 points, we've got a good chance of staying up. So I think if we've got 50 points, we've stayed up, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think five more wins and we've got a decent, decent chance. I don't know if that was coming out on your predictions, Paz. Um, I think it's one of them, isn't it? Because you start, when you do when you do these prediction things, you you do it with your heart, always, sometimes not always with your head. So you look at some games, you think, yeah, they're, they're up. It's more a hope they'll lose rather than I actually think they'll lose. And it, it's tough because there's there's always some freak results towards back end of the season. There's teams at the bottom and beat teams at the top. And then obviously you've always got those in middle that really, you know, there's no to play for. So, you know, teams pick up points against other teams. So as, as much as you want to put predictions together, it, it's, it's almost too far in advance to... to mm call games you know in, in five or six games time I think I know it's really boring but you, you've got to take each game as it comes and you know some games you might you think oh we need to get a win there but in three weeks time things might change and all of a sudden a point might be a decent result there um, it's like form teams and you know you say how many points are you know we're going to be safe with 50 45 or whatever as long as there's three teams below you that have got less than you it doesn't really matter how many you get um, so in some respects, you, you you can do what you can yourself, and obviously, if we if miracle happen and we win up from now to the end of the season, obviously we'll stay up. But you know that's that's clearly not going to happen. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be tight. I think there'll be one more team that gets pulled into it. There's potential for Reading, you know, depending on mm. the situation, whether or not they get points deducted. I think they had six last time, so if they, if they maybe double that to twelve, they could get pulled back into it. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, things look totally different. Um, but yeah, we, we've got to, I know like it sounds very managerial speak, doesn't it? But we've just got to focus on ourselves and, and do what do what we can. Um, starting on Saturday with with a game against Coventry, which, you know, is is massive for us and them, really. So I'm sure they won't be coming to, to sit back and, and take a point because they want to win to get up there. We want to win to, you know, obviously pull ourselves away. So it, It'll either be one of them where it's like nil nil or five all or something ridiculous like that on Saturday. So, <laughs> Town scoring five in one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we never know, mate. You never know. It's Jack Rizzoni with a hot streak. He's going to get all high. It is, mate. We have all in one match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst thing, wouldn't it? Imagine. <laughs> no, I'd like to see five goals. Would he be top? Would he be top goal scorer if he scored five goals in one game? Probably. Oh, I don't know. What? What? In fact, I've got the top. No, Rhodes has got six. Uh, so there you go. All right. So no, as well. You forget. I forget. This is bad, isn't it? But I forget we have points. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. I mean, if this sums up our season, um, Headley's already in the top ten scorers. The season he's got one. <laughs> Played two games. Started two games. Naki Armour's joined third and he's been out for <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> Tina's also in top third. We just tell uh, top three. Anyway. Um <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will see. Um I, I'm with you, lads. I think but you, you also talked about uh, you talked about Red in Birmingham as well. They've been hit with a charge and yeah. I wrote a thing a few yeah. weeks ago where when we had um, big Marky Fotheringham in charge, you remember him? Um, <laughs> I, I said, like, I can't see us staying up unless other teams get uh, points deductions. Well, you know, to be honest, Birmingham and Reading could be that. And, um, mm. 
you, uh, you don't want to stay up because of that. And, and we've said many a time on this pod, and um, we can say it, Tom, because we're Huddersfield Town fans and we don't work for a championship podcast, but um, we we deserve to go down, to be honest, based on everything this season. So if we stay up, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll move yeah, we'll on. No, but Brady, I wouldn't care if we stayed up. No, 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 Tom, I wouldn't care. Points I wouldn't... deductions there. <laughs> it's like, do you remember when... Um, Stoke got relegated in the first Prem season and then was it the BBC or someone did like, well, if you look on expected goals, um, Stoke would have actually stayed up. It's like, hmm, there's this thing that determines is it points that determine how you stay in LA? It sounds like something Matt would share. He loves his expected goals. That's done it, would it him? Yeah, he does. He loves it. He stopped mentioning that as much now, though. Yeah, I <laughs> Well, I tell you what, we're going to have some expected lols because here's a question from Josh. Look at that. So great segue. Um, he, I love this. This was an email, um, and it's really long. Um, and, but I'm going to read it because do you know what? It was in the middle of me doing some work the other day. It really made me laugh. Uh, he said, "Brady, love the podcast. Albeit, if I can pose some constructive criticism." I think the warm-up could often benefit from more interpretive dance. I appreciate that such a feature wouldn't translate well to a podcast, but if if you try hard enough, I'm sure your enthusiasm and quality will come across sufficiently. Perhaps try it out this week and we'll happily provide some feedback, maybe even also for the medium of dance. Stay happy. Josh Hallowell, your friendly plum jovial town fan. Oz, you don't know what you've got yourself in for. This, This isn't anything like the main part, is it? It's not me. No, this is, this is a new experience <laughs> for me. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna dance because um, I'm not a good dancer. Although I've been told by many people, I'm all in the shoulders. That's all I do. So I'm, I'm all shoulders back. Mm. Um, what is your go? If you, if what would be your go-to dance move, lads? I'm going to ask you that as a question. I'm going to take Josh's and flip it. I've been told I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bit of a pointer when I get the move. A pointer. Yeah, a bit of pointing going on. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Take a few That's eyes tough. out, you know, on dance floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah watch those eyes. <laughs> um, don't know. I think I'm just like maybe a bit. Of, I like I like the fists in the air. The fists in the air. Bit of clapping. Bit of clapping. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm a bit of a shoulder, but bit like shoulder, bit, like the like a train, like a train. <laughs> yeah. Do a lot of that, like I'm like I'm jogging on the spot. Okay, it's pretty dad dancey, to be fair. Are you? Are you, do you guys? Are you? Do you move legs or are you stationary for a lot of the? You go a bit side to side, don't you? You know, a little okay. bit, a little bit of side to side. Yeah, Not yeah. There's always a sway in. Yeah, no, not really. Can't you know? <laughs> As a dad, I have to do dad It's just when you become a dad, it just zaps any sort of rhythm you have, and you just become this weird guy at weddings dancing. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I must have a kid because that's me already. <laughs> I used to do. Um... You did the Sauber dance quite well, though, Poz, last yeah, season. Yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the old Sauber little. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. you ever busted that out anywhere apart from the John Smiths and Sauber dance? Uh, no, I've not. Okay. Well, Maybe one to try. I think I might get my um, under eights to try it if I enter the scar on, on Sunday. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try and get you to. Would you do the sober dance if we stayed up? Would you, you know, if they were like, you have to do it on the pitch? Well, uh, town. If we stay up, 
I'll quite happily meet. I'll meet you in centre circle, Brady, like we did at Luton, and we'll we'll nice. do it together. How about that? That sounds great. I'm I'm well up for that. Club to hear that. You know, if you think these <laughs> penalties is good, you've not seen anything yet. <laughs> Two ginger people <laughs> doing the sober dance. What more could anybody want? Two of the most awkward dancers of all time on the big yeah. What a way to stay up. Be better than Barnsley. <laughs> that Barnsley game. Right, okay. I think I would I had to put a break in here halfway, but I was enjoying the question so much. So let's have a little break now and we'll come back and we'll do you're the boss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, it's your boss time. Pause. Because it's your first time on this podcast, I ask every guest we have, um, if you were the so say you're in charge on Saturday, uh, Warnock and, and Jepson can't do it. Um, my first question is, what kind of manager are you? Are you a tracksuit manager, or are you are you going to go suit and tie? What uh, I'd be I'd be tracksuit. I think I, I think I'd be similar to Warnock. Just turn up in suit, get changed, do what I need to do on touchline in my tracksuit, and then back into the suit for the uh, for the interviews. I feel that's the the way a manager should be. I don't like these, it sh- or it should be full suit or tracksuit. You know, you see Guardiola these days running about in jeans and that sort of stuff, and you know, it doesn't make any difference to how you are as a manager. But for me, it's it's got to be. Uh, you've got to look the part as well. So it'd have to be the old, uh, you know, trackies and uh, Copa Mundial boots. You know, you've got to have got to have the right footwear. Uh, I think I'd make my whole team play in them. Actually, I would be having none of this. Uh, mm. Plastic sock boot rubbish that they all turn up in these days. It'll be black boots only, uh, short sleeve shirts, no skins, none of that. You know, old school. <laughs> I'm nice. voting pause for FIFA president. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it could be much worse. Um, okay, so you're in you're in your Copa Mundials, you're in your tracksuit. Um, how would you line up town for this one then, pause? Um, I, I think shall I read you the team? From Go the last on, game, will that help? Yeah. Okay, so against Burnley, um, don't really remember the game. Who knows what happens? It was uh, Billa Kapic in that Reg, Lee's Helic, Headley, Kasumu Kamara, hung by Rodoni, Karoma, and Ward, and that was in a four-two-three-one. Um, but what would you do? To be fair, I, I thought it worked. I thought that setup worked quite well. Um, the, the formation. Um, I think the. The first, obviously, concern is not not to concede in this one, not not to be chasing the game. Uh, so you know, try to be be solid at the back and 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 you know see where we are on sixty minutes and and go from there. Really, I I'd, I'd really mm. like Hawks style of of football for this situation. You know, back to front as as quick as we can. Um, I certainly have the, the two up front. 
um, and, and and look to just turn Coventry really, get in behind and and cause some cause some problems. Look for those either balls over the top or, or through the channels and, and and sort of really get out of them because you know the old adage of attack is the best form of defence. For for our situation, I think that has to be the case because let's be honest, we're not great at defending at the moment, are we? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably set up as was against against Birmingham, to be perfectly honest, barring obviously any injuries that we might have. Um, I thought that were quite a well-balanced side. I thought uh, Kasumu looked really good at right wing back. Obviously, Hungbo caused a lot of problems. Um, and and yeah, just just go, go for it, really. There's no point in trying to play fancy football at this stage. Let's just get it in their half, get it in their last, you know, last third of the pitch and, and kind of just see what we can make happen. You know, scruffy goals, these, you know, I'm not bothered about well-worked goals or flair and finesse at this stage. Just just get it in the uh, get it in the mixer, you know, old Sean Dyke, Brexit football style, you know. Yeah. Get it forward. Um it I, I'm with you. I don't don't check, you know, I've gone for the Birmingham team as well. I got a sneaky suspicion Pearson might be fit for this because we didn't expect yeah. Hurricane Ward to be fit um for Birmingham and they turned up. So I think that's the only thing maybe bring uh, Pearson his, um Pearson said he could play against wanted to play against Burnley, didn't he? But yeah, Warney didn't want to risk him. So I think you're right, Brady. Would you yeah. put Pearson in for Lurton then? Well, yeah, I think so. We'll, yeah, if we're going off Pearson the Bellingham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Hogg will come back as well because he, you know, he talked about how important Hogg is. Even though I got to be honest, I don't think Hogg had the best game against Birmingham, but you know, I suppose he can shout at people and. Have a go at him, and he messes up a pass. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of yeah. got the feeling the uh, the team at Burnley were a protective team for a couple of players, like like Hogg yeah. and Pearson as prime examples. I think if it weren't the situation that we were in, they they may have played. Um, but I think he's, he's definitely targeted, you know, Brist, um, commentary in Bristol over that Burnley game. He did say it were a free hit, which you know we've all discussed at length whether or not is a good thing or a bad thing, but. I would be expecting to see Hogg and Pearson back if they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just on that with that Burnley again, to be honest, if we win this, I don't think anyone cares. You know, that's it. No, that's no, 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 no. So, yeah, cool. Uh, Tommy, are you making any changes or are you happy with that, with that lineup? No, same same as you guys. So, yeah, Pearson in, probably loading out. Probably start Headley. Yeah, I would. Probably, yeah. Um, because I think he gets at people. I think I'd rather have him on at the start, pushing for like us attacking early on, and then maybe if we're hopefully if we're taking the lead, then you could maybe bring Lurton on as a bit of experience and just uh, tighten it up at the back a bit more. Um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a tough game, isn't it? But I, I don't see why that team that he, that we've just said can't can't give these lot a game. Well. Exactly right, and we'll, we'll come on to what you think. Uh, again, we're going to give with the score predictions. Um, I think we're good. I don't think we're going to get two wins in this in Bristol. So I was just making, and I actually, I'm with you, Paz, like about the form, and I, they drew away to Preston, and they've not got a good away form. So I, I actually think we're going to win here. Uh, so I'm, I've gone for a one nil town win. Um, Billy Kapic, who I've actually been quite impressed with, to be fair. I don't think he was at fault for any of the goals, really, uh, against Burnley. 
Uh, I think he might have a good game. And <laughs> why break the habit of a lifetime? I'm going Rodoni to to score. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what about you? Um, I mean, look at some of their players. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a goal with uh, what is it, Yokarez, yeah, Allen, Hammer. He's good. They they've got some good attacking players, haven't they? And and really, it's a the the this kind of second half to their season's been really good because I remember at the start of the year they were down there with us, weren't they? So. And you got to kind of give them credit for that. Um, so I think they'll score, but so it's, it's either going to be a one-all or a town might get another two-one win. But I think we'll get a result here at least. So I'll back a two-one for Eddie. Nice. Um, who are the goals? Let's go for maybe Matty Pearson come back, score one. Remember when he went on that run last season where he scored like. Three in a row or something. So yeah, Matty Pearson to get one, and then yeah, Danny Ward get one as well. Nice, nice. Um, Poz, what about you? What What are you thinking for this one? Um, it's interesting because, like I say, we're talking about form and stuff like that. I'm just having a, a quick look on um, footy stats, uh, which is gives a it gives a good overview. And looking at current form, you know, their section who will win it puts us twenty five percent chance better more chance than winning simply based on our home form versus their away form so although, although they are in great form in general as you know previously said their away form is not great um I, i'm going to sit on the fence on this i'm going to i'm going to say draw i think i think with their overall form i think they come into it you know slight favorites in any way regardless of what i've just said in regards to home and away form but i think they're you know they're pushing for the playoffs. They'll target this game as one that they'll, they'll want to win. I don't think they'll mm. come and think you know a point is decent because you know they they need a couple of wins to get into the playoffs. And this is certainly one on their you know list of fixtures that they've got. And I think I think they will you know be a decent side and, and come to to take that win. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a draw, probably one all, one all. I'm gonna say. Nice. Who's getting the goal for town? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Rhodes off the bench. I think Coventry go one up. We bring Rhodes on with 15, 20 to go and uh, he sneaks one in because he is like that in a bit of a legend and uh, get, it pops up at the right time with the important goals. So, yeah, we'll, we'll stick him on there and it just ties us over nicely to Bristol then on, on midweek. Nice, nice. I'll take that. Um, lovely stuff. Right. Well, before we go, obviously everyone was feeling a bit down after the 4-0 defeat to Burnley. You could say the world was in a bit of a sad state, um, but there's always one man who will rise above us. Um, Tom, who's who's that man who would rise above and save everything? It is the amazing elbow. Um, I think the fans could probably see us trying my best to hard. The amazing elbow. As a centre-forward, you know, the last thing you want is a goal drought starting off at a club. Started on my own up front, and the really good centre-forwards like Jordan were rested. Tom, so it's been a while since we've done done this. So um, do you want to? It recap has been a while, Brady. Yeah. Um, so we came back from the we came back from the World Cup, and we almost did a reset. It was like part two of the amazing elbow, and then I also decided I couldn't be bothered doing it for every episode. So <laughs> <laughs> we've narrowed it down to when I can be bothered to draw. But basically. Uh, he was sat at home and he got a knock on his door um, and that turned out to be Mark Fotheringham 
I mean, that's how long ago the last one was. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it was Mark Fotheringham who was worried as a player who wasn't given enough credit to his family um, and wasn't learning from his mistakes, uh, was missing um, and he needed help. And, and the voters decided that that player was um, Lee Nichols, who had been stolen, basically, kidnapped, sorry, that's the word, stolen, uh, kidnapped by an evil doctor. So so here, this is where we find ourselves. The Amazing Elbert has tracked down Lee Nichols, um, who is in a, a, a shed just off Leeds Road, um, and he hears an evil voice in the shed there with town numbers one, number one. And the voice says, let's have a look at that shoulder. As Lee mumbles in worry, the amazing elbow has, has no time to lose and dot, dot, dot. So what we want is who is the doctor and how does the amazing elbow save Lee Nichols? Okay. Shall I, shall I go first? Go on then, Brady. Right. So I'm going to say if Lee Nichols is, you know, in, in danger potentially from this evil doctor, I'm going to say the doctor is Thomas Vaslick. And the amazing elbow saves Nichols by getting Vaslick to do goalkeeper training. <laughs> yeah. And filming it. <laughs> that, that would work, wouldn't it? Yeah. The tin man. Um... <laughs> the tin man. <laughs> what about oh, you? Should I go second, right? Yeah, uh, go on. The doctor is. Oh, I've really not thought about this at all. I'm so sorry. Right, the doctor's Mark Hughes because he's the Bradford manager and he's a twat. Um, and the amazing <laughs> elbow uh, stops Mark Hughes from ruining this elbow. He's at his shoulder, sorry, by, um, I don't know, throwing chickens at him or something stupid like that. <laughs> I'd like to see that drawn, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Um, can you follow? <laughs> I don't know what's happened today. We've absolutely lost it. So I think the doctor would be uh, Doctor Nick from Simpsons because <laughs> nice. he, must, he must be down there at Canal Side at some point just to get yeah. these people through medicals that we seem to keep buying because no other proper doctor seems you know seems to find things wrong with people and he turns up and. You know, everything's fine and we sign people like that. What? Evidently. And because he is unorthodox in his methods, he suggests to the amazing elbow, you know, the old school uh, WWF, I can't remember what it was, Macho Man Randy Savage elbow drop. Yeah. He suggests Lee Nichols uh, lay on the floor and the amazing elbow, you know, flies off a top rope, elbows. <laughs> the the shoulder and pops it back into position and uh, all is well. That's really good, Paz. That's so much <laughs> Yeah. And Tom, I, I'm amazed we've done the amazing elbow on an off all season. We've never actually got the Alan Later uses amazing elbow. No, we haven't actually. Of course. Also, how do you know it's Alan Lee? Yeah, that's a good the, point. How do the I amazing elbow is anonymous. He's oh, a masked sorry. hero. 
I'm like Scooby Doo, I unmask people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so your three options, uh, listeners, if you if you've stuck with us for this point, um, the yeah. doctor could either be Thomas Vaslick and the amazing Elvis saves him by making Thomas do goalkeeper training. Um, to quote Tom Bradshaw, I think pretty much word for word, um, it's either uh, who's evil, Mark Hughes. Um, I don't know, throwing chickens. So that's your <laughs> that's your second option, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> third option is from Poz, which is uh, the evil doctor is Dr. Nick from The Simpsons, and um, he suggests the amazing elbow to pop the shoulder back into place by doing the elbow drop from the ring, Macho Man Randy Savage style. So there you go. Um, amazing, considering we've had Matt and Stephen Chicken on this, Tom, that they've not suggested a wrestling reference. Either, yeah, so. I know, actually. Yeah. Well, calling you out, lads. Okay, that'll just about do it then. Um, so uh thanks to tom and Poz for coming on thanks to you all for listening thanks to magic rock who always sponsor this i'm sure they'll love this one particularly our amazing elbow section uh, don't forget you can get 10 percent off all online orders with the code ahttc10 um i think that's pretty much it lads anything you want to add tom anything you want to say to the town fans before we share it off no enjoy it enjoy it by being disciplined in the gal farm stadium <laughs> nice Pauls what about you anything you want to add I'll just add to that no you know no matter the result on Saturday just if we win you know don't get too high and if we lose it's <laughs> always another match <laughs> oh, I love that and soon as you've done two town managers I'll do the one at the start of the season um, I can't remember anything he said so I think we'll so town play Back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.